Hold, hold it. Listen. How y'all doing, everybody? This is Carl Lee, and this is The Bakery. This is my podcast, and this is episode zero, part two of The Bakery, and this is also still just me in the beginning trying to get my footing and my grounding in podcasting and speaking on the mic and being recorded at the same time while trying not to make mistakes and stutter a lot and saying the word like um um a lot trying to get more comfortable with it so what i want to talk about in part two was part two of episode zero actually part one actually episode one is going to feature don one that's going to be sometime next week i plan for these to come out every saturday maybe sunday maybe when i get the ball rolling i start uh pumping out two episodes a week or something like that. And I want y'all to understand that all these aren't going to be serious and all these not going to be like just me talking all the time. It's going to be other people on here, but I did want to get a base of what y'all to expect on the podcast as far as me, because I'm going to be the main person on the podcast most of the time. And I want y'all to actually like me. So if y'all like me, y'all like to listen to the podcast. So I need y'all to understand or at least know who you're listening to and who's speaking. So what I want to talk about tonight is um, Sunday night, December the 10th, around 8 o'clock. And I'm just in my uh, second room recording right now. And what I want to talk about tonight was why I am the way I am, which is, in my case, is kind of self-explanatory. So... I've always been the type of person that understands why I do the things I do. I know there's people that exist in this world that can tell you, can honestly give you a reason why they did what they did or why they say the stuff they say and why they are the way they are. But I'm pretty much, I pretty much diagnosed myself over the years. I couldn't even lie to myself. I, I know what I'm capable of and I know why I do and think the way I think. So, let me start with my temperament. As far as me being angry or upset and fighting all this, all them type of things, I don't really let myself get angry because as a child, I went to Emacia Walker and then a little bit after that, we went to uh, Robert R. Church. And, you know, everybody who, I think those were middle schools. Those were both middle schools. And I think um, when I started going to Robert R. Church is when I started to walk home a lot with the kids who stayed in Mill Branch, Wind Branch. Yeah, it was called Wind Branch. And across the street was King 8, New Horizon Apartments. So that's when I used to walk with them because we all go on the same way. It's like after school, you just see a whole bunch of kids walking up, walking up a what mill branch, just going, everybody separating to going into Wind Branch and then going into some of the houses on that street and going into um, the King Gate apartments. So around that time, we will all walk together or in groups or in large packs separated by a couple of steps or so. And while going to Robert R. Church, every day was a fight at the school or some type of argument or something. So, and everybody knew not to do it at school. We just, no, we all walked home. Everybody went the same way. So they just say, we're going to fight up there by the library. We're going to fight in the field. So everybody walked to the field and everybody, you know, whoever had the argument or whatever, they'll fight. And then whoever lose, their friends will jump in and it'll turn into a big fight. And then sometimes it was gang related and stuff like that, but it never got to the point where somebody finna die, somebody finna get stabbed or nothing like that. It was just a fight. So seeing so many of them fights and then the next day they come to school and everybody's okay. Somebody's still mad because somebody lost and they gonna fight again, but they always live to fight another day. So seeing so many of them fights, I decided that, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I started to think even to myself, even as a young, even as a middle schooler, 
And I'm going to tell you something. You can notice that kids got a lot of common sense. Like today, even children, little children ask me questions I can't even answer myself and I never thought about. Like, for instance, I didn't mean to get off subject, but this is one thing that catch me and I think about this to this day. I was in the library as a grown man. I was probably 24, 23. And this little girl was in the library too. She was on the computer next to me. And she asked me what I was reading. I said, the book cover was called 1001, a book of 1001 facts. I said, so I turned the book around and showed, I said, it's called 1001 facts. That little girl turned to me and said, how do you know they facts? And I couldn't say nothing. And I was like, damn, wait a minute. How do I know these facts? Just cause they you know, just cause the title of the book say 101 facts. Damn. So she stumbled me. And to this day, that'd be one of the main things I go back to when I think about how smart kids is and the stuff they say that even we can't answer. But going back to the story about the fights, I seen so many of those fights that my the middle schooler in me, the young boy said, sometimes they be fighting about nothing. Like somebody copied off somebody's paper in class and he got mad and now they fighting outside. I don't want to have to fight. I don't want to fight for something like that. You know, and I went to school with my sister, so my sister was in a younger grade than me. So it was never, a lot of times it was about some gang stuff or something silly, like somebody throwing food in the cafeteria and it hit somebody. Now they finna fight. Or somebody stepped on somebody's shoes in the lunch line. Now they finna fight. And um, I told myself, even as a young child, I said, I'm not going to fight over something so that we don't need to fight over. Like if somebody hit my sister, then yeah, I have to take up for my sister and fight somebody. Even if they in a grade higher than mine, I'm going to have to fight them. But as far as me fighting over, man, you kicked my backpack or man, you took my seat on the bus, you know, just stuff that didn't need to be fought over. And that stuff carried with me even to this day where I'm always a calm one in a situation because now it's even more, now I'm glad that I'm like that because it's even more imperative that there has to be somebody with a cool mind in the area because nowadays everybody's angry and everybody's mad and everybody feel like they can take it there. And I don't know, is it because everybody feel like they're invisible or they can't be killed or but everybody, every waking day of somebody's life, they ready to take it there. Even in the family dollar line, if the line going too, taking too long, someone's angry, ready to throw the groceries on the floor and hit the cashier in the face or cussing out everybody in the line. It's just pointless stuff. Like people can lose their life over the smallest things nowadays that a lot of things you shouldn't get mad about because it's just, you just don't know, like a car crash, not a car crash where the car is totaled or that person just ruins your car, but just a, the smallest fender bender and the other person's going to get out and they're going to cuss, they're going to fight, they're going to yell. And it's just, you know, it didn't have to go that far. You know, and that goes from being in restaurants, your food, your food was wrong. You yelling at the waitress and she didn't make the food. And you fussing at her to you being in the club and you being in the parking lot and somebody skipping line or you know somebody's drunk and they walking on Bill Street and they just made a mistake and bumped it to you and you know they drunk because that's what everybody on Bill Street is drunk. So, and I never understood that, that you can get a DUI or for being, or you can go to, you can get a DUI for driving while drunk or. You can get a public intoxication for being drunk outside, but the police are right next to you on Bill Street while everybody's drunk. Everybody's drunk. So everybody's technically public intoxication, but they just look and don't say nothing. And then they wonder why stuff happens that night. There's shootings all the time. Well, there's a lot of drunk people out here. And y'all looking at the people. And y'all expect these people to drive home safely. Y'all expect these people to be calm, cool, collected. The police just, it's, it's like they're there just to make sure you don't break something on Bill Street. You don't bust no window on Bill Street. Some somebody establishment or something. They don't care about what happens to you 
after you're off Bill Street. You know, everybody, everybody at the Grizzly game or everybody at the club, everybody at Jerry Lee's. Meanwhile, everybody's car getting broken into. But the police at Jerry Lee's, they making sure you don't fight inside Jerry Lee's. So, you know, and that's just, that's just not just a Memphis thing. That's also what, what's that place called? Bourbon Street. And there's all type of streets like that and all type of cities everywhere. So there's always a place that people goes on the weekends to wind down and turn up and relax. But then those also the same place that people go to fight and people go there looking for a fight. So, you know, that is what it is. But that's why, and I seen how so many of the people I went to school with are dead now and I'm 30. So a lot of my classmates are dead or a lot of them in jail. So I'm glad I did adopt that temp that attitude towards violence or getting angry so fast because if I'm in the car full of everybody that's on 10 and I'm on 10, who gonna say we don't need to be doing this? Hold on, y'all. Wait. Hold on. Let's not let's not shoot that. Let's not shoot at him. Hold on. Let's not no, let's not break let's not but let's not jump. Let's not rob this store right now. Now it's like two more people inside there. Let's not rob this store today. Let's do it some other time. Who's gonna who's gonna be that person to say nah? And I said, so I made them my responsibility at all times to be calm. Now, a lot of people, and if you know me, you know me. So if you see me mad, then you know whoever I'm mad at, they they clearly did it. They clearly had to be the one to start something because can't nothing makes me mad. Nothing can make me mad and make me risk losing my life, risk going to jail. I've been to jail before. I've been to jail three times, separate occasions for separate different things. And every time I go, it's just, it's not a place you want to be, seriously. And it's not a place you want to be for years. And I've been there for, I've never been there for a year yet, but I've been there for some months at a time, a few days at a time, and maybe a week or two at a time. And it's just not, it's not a place you want to go. Especially, I've never been to prison, and I know that's not a place. If jail is not a place I want to be, I know prison is not a place I definitely don't want to go. And um, it's so easy to lose your life nowadays, and it's so easy to um get into trouble. Like they say, it's easy to get into trouble, and it's hard to get out. And I'm on probation currently at the moment for driving without a license. I don't have a license, which is a whole other story for another day I should get into. But I stay into some trouble. And I'm the nicest guy in the world. And I just stay into some type of trouble about something. And I just, I don't know. It's just something. But luckily, I always manage to get out because my temperament, it got to be, it got to be the judge. Here's me speak. And they, why are you, why are you in this situation? You don't seem like the guy to even, all these things they said you did, it don't even seem like you the guy to even do those things. And then I'd be like, well, you know, you know, stuff happens. And he's like, no, I'm going to give you another chance. And that's usually how it goes. That's how I went every time I went to jail. And every time I had an appeal, it goes like that. And also, I've been pulled over so many times that I should be in jail now. But, you know, if you don't, to me, usually, as I catch the right officers or if you don't frown or when they ask you for whatever, me, I know I don't have license. I know I don't have insurance. So when they ask me for it, I give them whatever I do get. And I don't I don't argue. I know I shouldn't be driving. I know I don't have insurance. So, and they ask, why you don't have it? Why you don't have Well, sir, you know, this and that. And they always let me go. I'm not saying my luck not going to run out. But to this day, I've been pulled over more times. And so many times they'll post a, what they call it, ride you. They're supposed to ride me. Take me out of my truck, my car, whatever, and just take me on downtown. And they just give me so many chances. Like, you know what? I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. And I don't know if that's just a flaw in the Memphis Police Department system because they let people go a lot. Or it's just they see me as like, this is a traffic ticket. This is a traffic stop. Why is I'm going to lock this guy up? This guy don't have no warrants for no assault, no no murders, no, uh, you know, no robberies. This guy has a traffic ticket. Just let this guy go. 
So I'm not saying my luck's not going to run out, and I'm not saying that go around doing it. I'm just saying that's how I usually get by. I be I believe it's because the way I speak to them. But and it's been white, black, male and female, and most times and sometimes you know how nowadays it is when one officer pull you over, somebody else is gonna come and be nosy and just back the other officer up, and then don't let it be another police officer in the area. Everybody's gonna come, and now they think you just now everybody who's passing by think you just got drugs or something in the car because mm-hmm. it's eight police officers, eight cars behind you, just because they got nothing to do. They behind you seeing what you got going. So what we got here today? Uh, he has no license. Oh well, you know, like I'm just Pablo Escobar or something. So that's why I always keep my calm in all situations because I have not seen a time to use my anger or my oh yeah, it's up. I haven't. It hasn't been a reason to be up. You heard heard my mom, my friends. They life in danger. The woman I love, if her life in danger, her, her immediate family, you know, somebody something happens to my dogs or, you know, somebody's trying to take something from me, like rob me. Those are the only times I see the, you know, take action on, it's up. It's up at this point. But as far as me getting mad off of bumping into me or, you know, name calling and all that, it's not, nah. Cause a simple name call can turn to two homicides, and now I'm gone. Now everybody, man, call that. He was my best friend. All of a sudden, you know. So, nah, I'm gonna keep living. And then I don't even be remembering most of them times stuff like that happened. And that's how, and that's me understanding my temperament and why I stay calm in all situations. Now. I want to move on to relationships, how I treat women. I treat women with respect, and when I date a woman or be with a woman, it's just her. It ain't no other side piece, no sneaky link, no me texting back and forth with no other female. Based on the fact that when I was young, I lived with my mom. My dad was in jail. He, like I said in uh, part one, he recently just got out this year, and he was in jail for almost twenty something years for child support for me. So that means he was gone my whole adult life, and I don't, and I remember him vaguely in my uh, childhood. And um, I live with my mom, and I'm not to this day. I'm not. I was never a mama's boy or a crybaby. I was just, just like I am now. I'm just sit in the corner, quiet, give me my toys and put some cartoons on and I'll be quiet. You won't even know I'm in the house. I was a good child. I guess they called it a good child. So mom would leave and go to work. She know she can leave me in the house no matter what age I was. I'm not going to do nothing crazy. Once the door locked, it's locked for the night and I'm just going to keep on putting tapes in the VCR until she get home and I'm going to keep on playing with my toys on the couch probably move to the floor after, you know, when I'm playing with my action man and stuff, after the it gets to the, about the end of the big climax of the movie, I'm on the floor with the toys now, and the toys reenacting the movie that I'm watching on TV, so they're pretty much with my day, my nights, so me living with my mom, I seen her cry over so many different men, and I seen her go through a lot of stuff with different guys. And she used to tell me a lot that don't don't do don't do women how these guys do do it did me. Don't treat women how I've been treated. Like how your dad treated me, how your how this guy treated me and stuff. Don't hit your sisters, don't hit women and stuff like that. And I used to I didn't really I heard her, but I didn't you know, I was nonchalant. I was a nonchalant kid, so I was like, "Okay, I'm not," but I'm playing with my toys the whole time. She'll say, "Don't hit women, cars. Don't, don't ever, you know, put your hands on a woman." Okay, I'm not. Yeah, I'm playing my toys. I'm pew 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 pew. I said it like that, but I meant it. So you know, I never hit my sisters 
I probably hit my sister one time and my mom got on me so bad that I never did it again. And to this day, like sometimes I used to see her cry over men. There was one man in particular when we stayed on Third Street. He stayed next door to us and he stayed doing something. He had, my mom was the manager at Crystal's the restaurant at this time and she worked so hard and she was gone at nights and she'll come home and she'll be asleep all day because she worked all night and she had to get up and make the schedule so I never really bothered her when she came home but that man just he stayed right next door to us and he used to use my mom for everything she had and this man ended up finding him a woman that was a doctor and that woman had so much money that woman used to come over there in Cadillacs and stuff like the Escalade back at the time the Escalade and my mom couldn't compete with that woman so that man stayed gone from the house and we'll know like when he's not over there because that house was paid for so he didn't have to have a job or anything like that so when he was gone out and about he was with that doctor lady he'll come back with some new some polo shirts and some clothes smelling good with the with some shades and stuff some new shoes and you know that the doctor lady bought all that stuff for, for him and he would barely talk to my mom and barely spend time with her when my mom was really helping him the whole time you know how women are they feed you and they take care of clean your house for you and all this stuff and he would never there and she used to be so sad and she used to cry. And I was just a kid, so I didn't know what to say to her. And I just, when I hear her crying in her room, I just go in there with my toys and just sit at the edge of the bed. And she's just crying. I, I didn't know what to say, so I just go in the room with her and just sit and play, play with my toys. So I did that a lot. And... She'll tell me never, after she done crying, she'll tell me never treat a woman. Don't be cheating on women out here. Don't be hitting women and stuff. And I say, okay, I'm not. And I did. I said that so many times that to this day, it stick to me. And it when I, you know, when I get with a woman, I be with that woman. And I don't know if they believe it because, you know, I understand why they won't believe it because it's so much stuff now. You can't trust nobody. But I be actually believe, be actually meaning what I say and be standing on my word and they don't never really believe it. So, and there's no way to prove it. Once it, once something's in somebody's head, you can go crazy trying to prove it to them. But I'm not a big person to lock my phone and hide stuff. Got no secrets. There ain't nothing in my closets. When I'm gone, if I'm at the store, I'm at that store. If I'm, I'm finna go and finna go get some cigarettes. I'm finna go get some cigarettes. I don't, I don't smoke though, but. If I'm saying I'm going to go to McDonald's and take me 20 minutes, I was in a long ass McDonald's line <laughs> for 20 minutes, you know. But um, yeah, that's why. So I believe that traumatized me, but it traumatized me in a good way that I just can't do nobody wrong, especially when it comes to women like that. Because if a woman loves you, she starts to trust you and she starts to believe the stuff you say. I've seen women believe. Not just my mom, just women my age and younger than me. I seen women believe a man's lies because they love that man. And but it's not the same if you're telling the truth. They don't believe a truth. They will believe a lie, but they don't believe a truth. No, I'm not cheating on you. I'm not, I don't really look at no other women but you. They they won't, and that be the truth coming from me, from my perspective. But they they won't believe a truth. They'll believe a lie. And they'll take they'll accept a they'll take a guy back that lied to them and cheated on them more time. They'll take back a guy, a good guy, or a guy that didn't do them things. So but that's that's not the point of what I was saying. The point was that that's why that's why I got a lot of respect for women. I don't call women out their names, don't hit women, I don't cheat. I don't uh pretty much faithful for the most part. It's like 
I don't know no other way to explain it, but that's where all that come from. That's that's the first thing I think about in my heart, in my soul, when I get with a woman, I see the stuff that my mom went through, and I don't want I don't want to be the reason why a woman is at the house crying in her bed. This man will cheat on me again. This man will use my car to go see this girl. This man won't stop talking to this girl. This girl calling him all late at night saying to him to come outside and stuff like that because I don't seen I don't I'm saying these things because I don't heard the stories. I don't seen a lot of these things with my eyes and I just currently know a lot of people doing these things. So everybody got baby daddies and baby mamas and stuff and this guy, he live in my house and um he still messing with his baby mama, even though she put him on child support and he don't see the kid and you know, all that type of stuff. And that's why I'm don't have no children to this day. And I'm still out there as far as dating wise. It's just, I wouldn't say it's hard for me, but it's just, I'm not what other people are looking for at the moment. So that's usually why I am single for the most part to myself. And that's, speaking of that, that is why I keep, that's why I treat women the way I do. That's another thing about myself. Because like I said, I'm good at diagnosing myself and knowing why I do the things that I do. I can't tell you why other people do what they do, but I know me. I know if I did this, I know why I did it. I won't never lie. Like, if I was to murder some people and go to trial, I'm not going to act like, oh, I didn't know what happened. I blacked out. No, nah, I know exactly what I did. Because even as a child, I always knew. Mom said, don't go in the refrigerator to get no more snacks. I knew it was wrong, but I did it. And that's why if I am around a child and I, and I can't discipline that child or get on that child, I'll get on them because kids know what they did because I was a kid before. And I know when I reached in the cookie jar or whatever, I knew it was wrong. I knew to be quiet because if my mom heard me, she'd wake up, I'd get in trouble. I knew what a whooping was, and I knew what to do not to get a whooping and what to do to get a whooping. I knew how to hide stuff when I made a mess. When I knocked the juice over, I knew all them things as a child. I knew. It's like, it's crazy because I knew how to do a lot of bad as a child. I knew how to lie. Who ate my last piece of this and that? I don't know. I knew how to steal. Go, you know, go in my mom's room, get some candy out her, out her purse or whatever. I knew how to, you know, I knew how to fake, act like I'm asleep or... You took a shower? You took a bath? Yes. No, I knew how to do all that. And no, nobody had to teach me that. I just knew that. But people had to teach me how to be polite or no, do do good. People had to you know how to say yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Uh how to not take toys from your sister and you no know, do stuff like that. I didn't know how to do good, but I already knew. But I automatically knew how to do bad. And it's something I think about all the time as a child and as an adult also. Like, I knew how to do a whole lot of bad or all the stuff that's not right. And I knew it wasn't right. But I had to learn how to do good stuff and how to be better. And I don't know. What do y'all think about that? Because a lot of people know how to do. Everyone knows how to do bad. How to do evil but people don't know but people has to be taught how to do good and that's so weird to me and i'm not saying like can't no one say they're good that's in the scriptures that's in the bible the only person good is god so and the only person they can tell you is that you are good is someone else so i can't speak on myself and say i'm good someone has to vouch for me when it comes to that that's also in the scriptures. When you say anything of yourself, it'll be a lie unless somebody else say it of you. I can't tell you that I'm a respectable man because now I'm speaking good of myself. I can be lying, but somebody else has to vouch for me. And it's even better if it's two or three. That's all. That's also in the scriptures. So let other people speak good of you and let other people vouch for you and put good on your name. You can't do it for yourself. You can't tell everybody how tough you are how many people you can beat up how this and that you is you gotta let other people vouch for you 
And that's that's what boosts your name, but it boosts your popularity and not just popularity, but boosts your reputation up as a person. So, you know, a woman can look in the mirror and say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Sure, she has a confidence in herself. That's good, but to a point, you're trying to convince others. And even if somebody do feel attracted to you, they will think it in in their heart or in their mind, and it'll be true. But don't try to influence the decision, you know. Like, I remember on my when I had orientation at FedEx when I came back and security was doing the orientation in class and he said, all you girls and guys coming here with earrings trying to look cute. He said, you don't need to wear earrings. If you're cute, you're cute. You're going to be cute regardless. If you got your nose ring in, if you got your earrings in, dude, if you got your diamond earrings in, girls, if you got your nose ring in, if you're cute, you're going to be cute without it. So, you know, you don't need them type of things. And that's true. That's that's very much true. That's another thing that, you know, when I hear certain things, it sticks with me because, damn, that's true. I liked it. You know, everybody want to add all this and that to themselves, but if you that, you that, regardless. You don't need it. You know, a woman that's beautiful can just wake up and get out of bed, and she still gonna, you still going to see that beauty there versus a woman that got to take an hour, well, two hours in the bathroom just to make herself up, just to step out. You know, because once all that comes off, once you have to wash all that off, you don't look the same no more. You know, and I've seen that a lot. Like, matter of fact, there's this gorgeous woman I know. Gorgeous from the time she wake up to the time she go to sleep. Now, let me put it like this. She gorgeous from the time she wake up. Then when she fix herself up even a little bit, she's extra gorgeous. Then she gets back to normal gorgeous. For the end of the day, they go to sleep, and you know that's amazing. You know there ain't no doubt about it. That woman's beautiful. So, so yeah, that's that. So, speaking on my principles and stuff I believe in, why I am the way I am on that is. I've always been a person that I can't go by what people say. I have to know, I have to see for myself or you have to teach me. I'm not, I've never been above being taught anything and I've never been too proud to say I didn't know. So me not being proud is something that helped me in the long run. And it's something that I hope everybody gets to like you have to be able to be taught something or you have to be willing to learn something at any time because a life lesson or a fact <laughs> will come at you at any time any place and so I'm always willing to listen and learn and even if I do know even if I already do know the outcome or the answer I still would like to hear it from another person's uh view or perspective because that helps me to me i like to take a lot of things from people not so much as stuff but i like to take their wisdom or they their knowledge or understanding of something because i can explain i'm gonna put it like this i can explain how to bake a cake but it's gonna take three paragraphs for me to explain it versus somebody who's been doing it for years can explain how to bake a cake the same way I did, but even better in one paragraph. So I like to learn and listen to other people so I can always learn how to explain things or understand things quicker and better. And ever since I adopted that that attitude and that style of listening and understanding, things have been easier for me all around because now I know how to treat people in certain situations like, you know, someone that's, for instance, someone that's angry, you know how to, you may not know how to particularly calm that person down, or if somebody is crying, upset, I don't know what exactly to say 
to calm that person down. But you, but I've been around so many different people and so many different type of attitudes and type of sadness that sometimes you got to do it like this. Oh, oh yeah. Well, look. How about this? We just gonna leave and. We ain't gonna worry about that no more because it ain't even worth it. Or, you know, you get mad with them. You get more madder than them and that'll cool them off. Or you joke about the situation and lighten the mood. How about, okay, let's just take another shot because we ain't gonna worry about all that because, see, that's that bullshit. <laughs> then everybody laughing. See, that's that fuck nigga shit. That's what I'm talking about. Or you just, sometimes the best thing I've seen though is to not say nothing at all. And let that person vent because, or let that person just be sad or let them just cry. They just want somebody there. They don't really, they don't too much necessarily want the answer. They just want somebody to hear them because nowadays everybody feels like no one listens to them and no one understands them. And which I can relate to. That is true for the most part. So when somebody do open up to you or start speaking to you, they're not really asking for your advice. They're not really asking what you would do. They just want somebody to listen. And that is enough to, most of the times, just you listening and being silent, shaking your head, nodding in agreement, and occasionally saying, yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe it. Not that you're not listening to them, but you are paying attention, but you're not adding nothing to it. You're not trying to make it better or you're not trying to get them advice or be their father or their mother. You're just trying to listen. That what usually makes a person come off the ledge. That makes them calm down once they got it out. Because if it's coming out at this time, wherever y'all may be at, or if that person's breaking down, if it's coming out, that means it's been it's been building up for a while and it's just not coming out. And you just happen to be that person or maybe some more people there that's stuck in that situation. So instead of trying to make it better or make it go away, just let it run its course. And that'll, most of the time, in my experience, that'll take somebody off the ledge and cool them down. And that's usually what I do for the most part because, you know, if somebody asks for your advice, they will ask for the advice. What do you think I should do? If you didn't hear that, if you didn't hear what you think I should do, do you think, such and such need to be there or you think I should go and quit this? No. Nah. If they didn't if you didn't hear none of that, don't ever well look, if that was me, I'd do this. Or it couldn't be me. Or you or what's the other one they say? You a good one cause cause this one there, no, that stuff, you didn't hear them ask you what you think or do you think I should? If you didn't hear none of that, don't ever say what you gonna do or what they should do. Because they didn't ask. So let that run that course. Let that vent come out. Because that's what everybody wants to do. Because you're going to notice that too. That everyone has built up trauma. And built up stress. And things going on. And people don't usually talk about nothing no more. Nothing meaningful no more. So when they do come out. Just be. Take it upon yourself to be happy that you that person that they're around that is coming out and that you can help them let that out and speaking of what I just said about uh, nobody not wanting to talk about anything no more I want to talk about I want to get off, the top, off topic for a second and talk about everybody talking about their problems but vaguely on Facebook so, on my Facebook page, I have a lot of friends that I know in real life, and everybody seems to be talking about their problems, but very vaguely, to the point where you kind of get the gist of what they're talking about, but you don't really know unless you just finna be nosy. And I feel like Facebook has changed in the, in the years that it's not even networking anymore. It's more it's more of a look what's happening in my life. Look look at this crazy situation. Or this this situation hasn't gotten no better type of place. 
And people, you got the real sad people, and then you got the open sad people. The real sad people are the people that only post and see, this is going to be crazy. Watch this. The real sad people that you know that's sad in real life are the people that's only going to post when something good happens. Like, you know, they get a new car or, you know, they get a new job, something like that. They, they're going to post something like that. And then you get the sad people, just the normal sad people that post every little thing that just happened to them, like, me and my baby daddy, I don't want that man no more. You can have that. That 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 three hundred five can have it with three hundred five. What what? <laughs> that three hundred four can have it. I don't want that. I don't want him no more. See, she didn't tag the baby daddy, and she didn't tag the girl. So, you know, she talking about somebody, or you know, but you know, and then a couple of hours later, it'll be another. Well, not even a couple of hours, like a hour later, maybe thirty minutes, there'll be some more. It'd be sub war. Then if you just so happen to be the friend of the baby daddy and whoever the woman was that just made the post, now you got a whole little, you got something to watch all day. You know, they're back and forth, they're back and forth. Or, and it's also, what I'm noticing on there, it's also a whole lot of jokes. Everything's a joke now. You know, so... Like, what's what's one I got for instance? How everything's a joke in a way. Like, what's going on with Will Smith? That's a joke. How many baby mamas future got? That's a joke. What sexy red body look like in real life? Everything. That's a joke. Drake being. Drake being too soft, which I don't know about because I really don't listen to Drake, but, you know, that's a joke. It's like everything is a joke now and nothing serious anymore. So then a lot of memes, everything's a meme, like SpongeBob's a meme. You'll see SpongeBob running through the house in no underwear with his underwear on, and it'll be like the caption, like, me at 3 o'clock getting ready for work when I'm supposed to be there at 2 o'clock and stuff like that. It's just, you no, know, everything's just a joke, especially when the people in the submarine died. I know I joked about it a lot, but, you know, the people died. And now I think about it in retrospect. I'm like, damn, why were we laughing? Like, nobody wasn't trying to help. Everybody was laughing. And then there's... um. And then there's what would I call it? Like useless, like just useless posts and useless things. Like to me, I got a few people on my friend list that actually show themselves doing something. You know, I got a guy that does tent and he's knocking them cars out. You know, he's making money. I'm not saying that Facebook is all about making money, but I see people actually doing something. There's another, there's two other women. On my on my page, they uh they make edibles and treats and stuff. They making money, you know. They post ain't just look how fine I am, look at my body, look how sexy I am, look at me twerking. No, they they like doing their business. They making money, like that's that's what's up. Like I like I look at that all day. I share that all day instead of sharing another video of a woman shaking ass again and again and again. Like, I ain't just seen this downtown. Like, I ain't just see this at the club. Like, I can't just see this anywhere. What's so different about her that you got to share her? And she got a, almost 2 million shares and likes and shit. And she's shaking ass like the other girl would shake ass. And you know, and then every guy knows a woman with a bigger ass than it. So, what's the difference? Like, on my in my work area, if it is, I know... When about eight women with bigger ass than that, that'll shake it better than that. So, what's the point of watching this woman? Is it because you don't, you can't, you know, she in Memphis, but you don't know her personally and you don't know where she be at? Or is just, what is she doing in particular? She's shaking ass just so different than that you gotta look at hers or what? What is it? I wanna know. And that stuff gets tiring looking at this stuff. Like, you can't scroll Facebook. 
and see the same things. Like, damn, like, man, here go another SpongeBob meme. Here go Ed, Ed Nitty meme. Here go another AI-generated catchphrase from Scooby-Doo. And, you know, it's, okay, here goes some news. Okay, now read the comments. Everybody joking. Everything's a joke. Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon went to the hospital. Then you go to the comments. Maybe because he had his 18th child or somebody about T.I. choking his son. Everything's a joke. Everything's a joke. And then, um, so I I want to praise the women and the men on there making money, actually posting their businesses because, you know, on them type of posts, you don't see nobody sharing them and liking them all the way to soaring to the sky. The girl's working, almost got 2 million likes. But the girl, but the woman that's, uh, yeah, they're going to be women. I'm going to call them women. But the women that's supporting their business, making these treats and making these plates and all these things. These women doing nails, these women doing hair, they get, they probably get a share from the woman they, who her they did. And they probably get like two more shares from some actual friends and they friend list. And then they probably get eight likes or, or some, some likes and a heart. So I want to pray. So I make sure when I do see it, I always share. Like I said, there's a woman that, uh, there's two women on my page that, makes treats and pastries and all type of things they make food cater and they always knock it out the park then there's a woman there's two women on my page they do her nails they knock it out the park and they always they consistent with it they always upload that stuff they never upload vain things even though you know it's your facebook do what you want but me as a person i be wanting to see somebody know that would attract me to your business when i see you doing business there's a guy on my Facebook who uh, owns his own tire shop, and he always uploading videos of him doing someone's car. There's another guy that does tent, and he's knocking them out. And I, you know, he always upload that. This, this usually what you're gonna see of him. You're not gonna see no crazy stuff like sharing choppers and guns and just piles of money for no reason. Like, where's you getting the money from? If I'm never seeing you, uh, if I'm never seeing you. If I can look on your page and can't tell what you do, like if I had a lot of stacks of money in all my pictures and you look on my page, you will see why. How he do the lights on the cars and he do stuff on the cars. But if I see you with stacks of money and I don't and I look and I can look at your page and don't see why, like why do you how he got all this money? But I see you with guns and stuff. I say what what else a person gonna think? Like oh okay, this nigga this one of them tap in niggas huh? Here go another tap in nigga. Everybody trying to sell me some goddamn weed. You know, I got a good weed man already. Everybody trying to sell me some weed. Like this shit, like the world ain't gonna run dry on it. And um, there's some tattoo artists on my page. They knocking it out. They got customers coming back to back, back to back. Um, and if I miss anybody, I'm sorry. I didn't I can't think right now. But that's what I look for when I look on the page. People getting some money and people actually getting some legit legal money. Let me put it like that. And um, recently I had went on a little purging spree. I had added a lot of people and come to find out them people was, most of them girls was like them page models or what you call them, uh, you know, subscribe to my OnlyFans or check my, check, my, check my comments or check my story type women. And I had to get rid of all of them on their page because I thought some of these people were people I knew. And I thought like, oh, okay, they trying to, okay, long time no see. Add them. Next thing you know, they stories shaking ass or they shaking ass naked and they got the little smiley face right there. And they like to unlock the smiley face, subscribe to my this and that. And it just had to get rid of all them people and stuff. And, you know, it gets tiring. I don't know when it's going to end, but I, I do believe that my time on Facebook and stuff like that is coming to an end because it's getting too fake and it's getting too. It's not it's not a place to even. It's almost becoming not a place to even do business no more because you can't you can't share nothing. Every time you try to share something of your business or something, it gets taken down, it gets copyrighted, it gets it gets um deleted. But Facebook can share naked women and OnlyFans models and they stuff just make it all over the place. They stuff everywhere. You see they stuff everywhere. If you share something of yours, your own business, and you put the wrong word in there, if you put, if I put the word job 
in any of my descriptions on lights, that's against Facebook copyright rules and they're going to take my business down. If the other girl, if another woman, the woman that made the, these two women that make the edibles and type of things like that, these treats and bakeries, if they put a certain word in there, they're going to delete it automatically. But I'm still seeing guys on Facebook just got all type of tap in and videos of pounds and pounds allowed. This that California right here. This that this that Chicago. Like they just own there. They just no no filter on there. Nothing. They ain't got no word. They didn't got. They ain't been blocked. They ain't been copyrighted. They ain't been deleted or nothing. They just going crazy with it. And then you got the girls that's just straight up naked on Facebook, and nobody ain't got deleted. But you can't put business in nothing in none of your titles, or it's just, it's gone. It's gone on Facebook. It's gone, and you can't. I feel like it's not friendly for you. It's not friendly for a person that's actually trying to make it in life. It's only friendly for people that's pushing a certain type of a certain type of atmosphere on there. And that's what Facebook thrives off of, I'm starting to notice. So it's not if you're a business minded person, it's not where you need to be at as far as pursuing your goals and business. It probably was at one point in time, but now it's more geared towards negativity and this and that, this and that, this and that. And I know I just went on a little tangent. I just went on a little tangent right there, but that's usually what I how I get because a lot of people don't know I'm like this. A lot of people know me as the goofy, quiet call, you know. And that's why I started this podcast anyway, because you know, I be having I be wanting to say a lot of things, but it's never when you outside in the real world or at work. This is never the conversation to, this is never the speech or the conversation to bring about because this can ruin the whole night or you can have a friend and then you open up about how you feel about something and then you don't got no friend no more. So now it makes you wonder, damn, were we ever really friends? You know, as long as I, as long as I wasn't myself, I allowed you to be yourself and we was cool. But when I spoke about myself, now nobody don't, now we're not talking now it's weird now we can't talk about real stuff that's going on in the world or we can't talk about how we feel about certain things but we can talk about man would you would you smash that girl right there man hell yeah man hell yeah that's what i, I fuck with it stuff like that we can talk about nothing but we can't talk about something you know if you catch what i'm trying to say so and um in the closing statements, I don't too much have anything else I can think of off the top of my head. I'm going to start this podcast. I want to have so many people on here. I want to have so many people. And I want to get it. I want to get it. Uh, I'm going to start making notes to so I can hit my bullet points on what I want to talk about. So I just want to be rambling on and on or get on a certain subject because I want to talk about everything that's going on in the news sometime because, you know, People don't watch the news no more. And watching, looking at Facebook headlines and Instagram headlines is not news. It's not news. So uh, I want to start talking about what's going on out there in the world because I pay attention to certain things. And I just want people to be aware of other things also. And um, But trust me, I know when I'm alone, this is how I talk and this is how I act and this is how I think. But I don't want you to ever think that this podcast is going to be straight serious or mean. I don't know if I offended anybody or it felt mean, spirited or anything like that. But nah, I'm really, it's always no two sides to a person. I can always lighten up. I can always get goofy. But when it's time to talk about business or when it's time to talk about something that's happening, I can do that too. I'm that type of person. I'm not just a, I don't want nobody to think I'm a moron for the most part like when and you and people know what I'm talking about when I say a moron it's just you know how this how you know when you got a moron when you can't when you're talking when you talk to certain people about certain things if you can't talk to that person about everything I can't talk to this dude about no damn politics hell no this dumbass nigga you know or I can't talk to this dude about 
life or how I feel. This 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 guy goes around. This guy goes around fucking women like it ain't nothing. He don't he don't care about women. So I can't talk to him about being with a woman or respecting women, you know. Or he don't he don't he don't care about wealth or building anything. This just he just you no know, quick money, quick cash. And it also go for, for women too. Like she don't care about this woman don't care about having a house or a home, taking care of a home, cooking for a man or not necessarily saying that's what they a woman has to do, but that's something that's some but that is something that a woman wants to do a lot a lot of time. You'll be surprised how many women want to actually submit and cook and just be a woman sometimes. Cause now, you know, women has been so pushed out that they gotta act like dudes now. They can't show that women that feminine side of them because dudes are so the first dude they show it to, he use them up so bad that they be kind of hesitant to show that side again. So if you ever get lucky as a man and you get a woman to open up and become a woman again and not a man-ish, boyish woman, man, you got to like you gotta keep that because women, it's hard to get a woman to want to cook for you, make sure you ate, wash your clothes, and call you and make sure you okay. And even do stuff like make the bed up when you didn't ask them to sweep the floor or just, I don't know, just be a woman, like even dress as a woman. Cause you no know, women now dress like, you know, boys. And so, you know, when you can, if you ever, if you lucky enough as a man to get a woman like that, you got to hold on to that because that really means that woman opened up to you and she cracked that shell of that boy shell and became a woman again in front of you. I mean, she may turn into a boy again when she go out into the world, but that's because you not around or you not, you know, you not there. And she gotta put that shield up again. So don't, the things y'all, the things people take for granted, you will never know. It'd be the littlest things. And then when it's gone, you be wondering what happened, what happened. And like I said, I can get deep. I can get so deep, which is what this podcast is gonna be at. And then I can get so ignorant. I can get so goofy, which is what this podcast is going to be at. <laughs> so, and um, we're going to do some drinking on here. Sometimes some some guys going to come over, they're going to do some smoking. And yes, I'm not just going to have all my guy friends over. I'm going to have some uh some nice girlfriends. Not, not girlfriends, like girlfriends, but some nice female friends I have. And uh, I'm also going to have some people with, the, with these businesses I spoke about earlier on. And they're going to speak about their businesses and their experiences with life. And um, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a lot. And uh, sometimes get some reoccurring people. A lot of times, cause I'm gonna base it off how many views they got. So, but still, I'm gonna have these people on when I feel you no, know, they want to come back and they wanna, they got some more stuff to say because you can never have too much to talk about because it's years. These people have been living for years. I've been living for thirty years. I got, I say, I got twenty five years of stuff to talk about. So imagine me with another person that's 24 or 25 or even somebody older than me, which I know a lot of them. And I know a few millionaires. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get them on the show or not. But I'm meeting new people every day. I'm meeting all type of people with the type of job and business I own. I meet all type of people. And uh, it's going to be a lot of different things on here. And I'm going to start taking videos of this of this uh, podcast. And I'm going to start uh, upgrading the sound quality and the speech quality and bullet points and different type of things. But that's the end of this episode is episode zero. There won't be no part three. This is episode zero, the beginning of the bakery part two. And it's just going to be part one and part two. It's not going to be no part three. So that was the end of that. So next week will be episode one, the official episode of the bakery and I'm going to be the host, Kali, and my co-host for that episode is going to be Mr. Don Juan himself. And we're going to have a time because that is a damn fool. And, <laughs> and you're going to see for yourself. Trust me, you is going to see for yourself. And uh, I'm going to make sure I share this on Facebook. I'm going to upload this to Spotify first because that's the only thing I have at the moment. And I may look into SoundCloud, but I'm not sure people really use that as much as anymore. But And I might put it on YouTube and see how they react to it. But uh. This is my podcast. This was The Bakery. I'm Carly, your host. This was episode zero, part two. 
And that's it for today. I will see y'all next week with my host, with my co-host, Don Juan. Thank you all and good night. And this will be up in a link on Facebook in a few hours. Thank you very much. Goodbye.